0: All right, how's everybody doing? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show, I'm a talk show host, research election writer. It is uh, Wednesday, April 24th, 2019. We are live. So, hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, it's been another busy uh, news day. So I wanted to talk about uh, this story. You know, I posted a couple of articles dealing with this story on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, the African History Network. I've seen a number of uh, versions of this story come across my timeline from different, uh, different media sources. So this deals with uh, an African-American female actress named Cicely Hughes. Cicely Hughes who was probably best known for co-starring, and co-starring in the 2015 uh, movie with Will Smith called Focus. And she talks about a um, racial profiling type uh, encounter uh, dealing with United Airlines, an employee with United Airlines. Okay, so we're going to talk about this. And this deals with hashtag flying while black. Hashtag flying wild black. So everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page Invite your friends to tune in also African-American business owners post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast We'll let you know how you can advertise uh, With the African History Network as well. Okay email us at customer service at African history com. customer service at African history com. Okay, so uh nbcnews.com has a good article about this, and the first article I saw was from uh ebony, ebony.com, United Airlines employee accused of calling black actress a shining monkey. A shining monkey. Now I know what a monkey is, I don't know what a shining monkey is, so this is something that was a new term for me. Okay. I, I don't know what that is. All right. But here's what happened, okay. So um Cicely Hughes is 31 years old. She's an African-American female actress. And she was flying uh back from Michigan back to Houston, Texas. Okay. And a United Airlines uh employee uh whose whose name is Carmela Davano. Carmela Davano. she's 63 years old, okay. Uh she has been criminally charged. And will likely be fired after she was accused of using racial slurs to scold um, an African American female passenger at a Houston airport, according to police. Okay, now uh, Carmelo Devano was cited for using profanity and abusive language in a public place after uh, uh, Cecile uh, Cecile Cecily Hughes. and witnesses told police that the United Airlines, Sicily uh, uh, Hughes, I should say, Sicily Hughes, is spelled differently, it's spelled C A C I L I E. But I watched the press conference with uh, her two attorneys. One attorney is uh, Benjamin Crump, the other attorney is Jasmine Rand, so a Sicily. Okay, the spelling of it throws me off. But uh, so uh, Carmela Devano was cited for using profanity, okay. Uh, an abusive language in a public place after Cicely Hughes and witnesses told police that the United Airlines employer employee told her to quote, stop making monkey faces, stop making monkey faces, end quote, and quote, stop making, stop making monkey shines, end quote. Okay. I have no idea what monkey shines are. I don't know what the obsession is. The 63 year old woman, Carmela Devano apparently has with monkeys. I don't know what that is about. And um, these were uh, this was these were statements from Houston Police uh, Spokesman Kessie uh, Smith. Okay. Now witnesses also told police that Carmela Devano was saying she thought uh, Cicely Hughes was on drugs as well. Okay. Now, if we look at um, what actually happened. And uh, we'll go to the article from the New York Times. The New York Times is a good article uh, about this also, all right? So let me flip over to the article from the New York Times entitled United Airlines employee charged with using racial slurs toward customer. This is from April 22, 2019, okay? Uh, so Cicely Hughes said, I walked up, uh to okay so she was at the uh terminal at george uh, george bush intercontinental airport she had just flown back from michigan she was uh speaking at a women's empowerment event she's a she's not just an actress she's a philanthropist she's the co-founder of a nonprofit organization called big sister little sister mentoring program and she had returned uh to houston on February 26th from a speaking engagement in michigan okay she said quote i walked up to the woman carmella and said quote hi she said hi do you have a refund code available and she said she started yelling at me calling me a monkey um and miss hughes told the new york times this in an interview on a monday uh that'd be april 22nd okay uh she said I was humiliated i was crying and i was um i was i was the only black woman in the area okay so uh now she uh, united airlines is in the process of firing camilla uh united airlines in the statement said uh, we have withheld the employee from service since the night of the incident pending an internal investigation. Upon conclusion of the investigation, we will take any and all appropriate corrective action up to and including termination. All right. Now, uh, Now, if we look at The uh, New York Post had an article also about this, because the article from Ebony.com cites the New York York Post, and it cites another statement from United Airlines. Quote, at United, we proudly hold ourselves to the highest standards of professionalism and have zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind. We have withheld the uh, employee from service since the night of the incident pending an internal investigation. Okay, so it goes on with the rest of it. All right, so they had a little bit more in the one from uh, New York Post. Okay, so just one quick thing here. Okay, how's everybody doing? Everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. African American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. We'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Email us at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And uh, if you like this type of information, also you can support the African History Network. Um, You can donate uh, to us at paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show as well. Okay. And we have two new sponsors. We'll tell you about also theprofitroom.com and darkmagentas.com. So let's go back to the original article from uh, NBCnews.com. This was updated April 24th, 2019. Okay. It's entitled United Airlines employee accused of directing racial slurs at passenger, at passenger okay so let's continue with this article here now uh, a statement from attorney jasmine rand who is representing uh cicely hughes along with civil rights attorney benjamin crump said that um Davano uh, devano also directly uh called uh, cicely hughes a monkey Cicely Hughes had gotten off the plane to see what uh, whether bags were being unloaded onto the tarmac after her flight to George Bush Inter, uh, Intercontinental uh, Airport when Devano started yelling at her to come back inside, okay? Um, uh, the, the spokesperson, uh, the Houston police spokesman, Kessie Smith, said, now, Cicely Hughes, who was an actress and the vice president of the nonprofit organization Big Sister Little Sister Mentoring Program, was uh, uh, was returning home from a speaking engagement uh, in Michigan on women's empowerment. OK, now, Cicely Hughes called police after nearby United Airlines employees refused to call police. OK, she said in a statement, she said, quote, I'm still in shock. I can't believe this happened. All right she said tears streamed down my face and she humiliated me uh cicely hughes said adding that she felt afraid quote-unquote afraid now carmella devano six a 63 year old employee i assume it sounds like uh from from reading numerous articles on this it appears she's a white woman okay uh carmella devano told officers that she did tell that she did tell Cicely Hughes to quote, stop making monkey shines, end quote. Still don't know what that is. Okay. How's everybody doing? All right. Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. If you know what monkey shines is, let me know. Okay. But Carmela Devano denied telling uh Cicely Hughes to quote, stop making monkey faces, end quote. All right. Now witnesses backed up both of Cicely Hughes' accusations and, um, Uh, and some bystanders had attempted to stop Carmela Devano, all right, Uh, Attorney Jasmine Rand said. Now, Attorney Jasmine Rand Rand noted that the two racial discrimination lawsuits were filed against, uh, noted that two racial discrimination lawsuits were filed against United Airlines last year, okay? Now, in one instance, you had Nigerian Queen uh, Obioma, O-B-I-O-M-A-A, Obioma, Obiyama, who said she and her children were kicked off of a United Airlines flight after a quote white passenger said she smelled too pungent to sit beside him, end quote. Okay, I remember that case. Uh, I remember that story as well. Now, in the other instance, former NBA player Eric Murdoch said after a seat dispute, he was asked if he planned to. "Quote unquote," lead a boycott, and was met by authorities when he deported. All right. Now, also, um, in 2017, we all, all of us saw this this video. It went viral. It was a Vietnamese American doctor named David Dao, uh, Dao D A O, and he suffered a concussion, missing teeth, and a broken nose after he was forcibly dragged off of a united airlines flight and let me just double check click on the link double check that was united airlines because in the article from um yeah that was united okay because in the article from new york times um i thought they said it was another airline so i just want to make sure before <laughs> i accused them yeah that was united okay and we can look at the um, uh NBC News has another article, United Airlines CEO apologizes for Kentucky doctor being dragged off flight. So we all saw this video. It was a shocking, horrific video, and it was of this Vietnamese-American doctor being dragged. He suffered concussion. He suffered, uh, he lost some teeth, and this, this is a viral that went video. So uh, 2017, two thousand seventeen, two thousand. Uh, 18, it looks like, and possibly 2019, were not good years for United Airlines. All right, now, uh, in a statement, uh, attorney uh, Jasmine Rand and Benjamin Crump uh, stated, quote, unfortunately, the racism experienced by Sicily was not an isolated incident with United Airlines, but part of a company-wide pattern of racial discrimination. Racial slurs like shining monkey uh, should be relics of history, not resurrected to fuel the fire of racism faced by so many African-Americans in today's society and condone on United Airlines, end quote. All right. Now, a statement from United Airlines said the company was taking steps to begin the termination process against us, uh, against um, Carmela Devano, as I stated. Uh, United Airlines went on to say Quote, this incident is deeply offensive and does not reflect the fundamental values of our company and our 90,000 employees. That is why we, t- we took immediate action to remove this individual from the job. Since then, we have been following all of the required procedures under the individual's union contract and are actively pursuing termination, end quote. Okay, so this Uh, This employee is uh, apparently part of a union. This incident took place February 26th. Okay. Now, um, I saw an article from, uh, what was that, W... WSUA Channel 9 there in the Houston area. There was a press conference held uh, apparently yesterday, apparently uh, April 23rd, There's a press conference held, April 23rd, 2019, with Cicely Hughes and her two attorneys. I watched some of that. I know also Benjamin Crump was on Reverend Al Sharpton's radio show, uh, keeping it real uh, this week. I think it was yesterday. I think it was on the 23rd. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. But
1: um, you know, this is an example
0: of the types of attacks that African Americans suffer from uh, on a daily basis. We hear a hashtag, and we hear all these hashtags: flying while black, walking while black, hashtag being black, etc. So this this appears like this was just an unprovoked incident. This woman. Now what's gonna be interesting, I wanna know how many other incidences like this does um uh, this woman have in her uh on her record, in her background? Okay, is this just like the total, totally the first time uh something like this it has happened or what? And to use that uh terminology as well, um, you know, for, for her to say, uh stop making monkey faces or Uh, say uh, shining monkey I mean it's just just totally ridiculous let's go to some of your comments here Latoya uh, said uh, is who call who a monkey now okay Um, okay how you doing Latoya Eve said I remember it too Uh, monkey shines was like cutting up all right okay so I wasn't sure if it was a monkey shining shining shoes or what? What was it? I, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with that term. Maybe it's a Southern term, okay? Because this was in Houston, Texas. I don't know. Is this like a Southern terminology or something like that? Uh, John Mike Anthony said, those with an inferior, inferiority complex will always create scenes. But this is, it, it appears this woman uh, allegedly just lost it, okay? Uh, let, let me, oh now also, 2017, uh, the, the article from New York Times Uh, talks about this, 2017, we all remember this, the NAACP issued a travel advisory warning, uh, a a travel advisory warning African Americans, uh, quote, to exercise caution in that booking and boarding flights on American airlines could subject them uh, to disrespectful, discriminatory, or unsafe conditions. Now, that was American Airlines. I knew I, knew I saw American Airlines somewhere in this article from uh, New York Times. So a year ago, American Airlines was sued after it did not divert a plane when an African-American passenger had a pulmonary embolism, okay? The passenger later died, all right? So, and in, in, in,
1: let's see here. Um, Okay,
0: now, uh, they quoted an Africana studies uh, professor at the Community College of Philadelphia, okay uh, and uh, Anya love, Af- who, who is an Africana studies professor at the Community College of Philadelphia. And uh, this professor said, quote, "What you see is resist <clears throat> what you see is resistant black folk merely asking." for their humanity to be recognized, their rights to be in this space as a customer. There's no space for that to be allowed. What you find is that sometimes some white people, some white people, not all, but sometimes some white people see that as an affront to the power that they have, end quote, okay? And we see, you know, if we look at, uh, for instance, I talked about this on my Sunday night show, the African History Network show, um we saw that the House Judiciary Committee about two weeks ago had a, a hearing dealing with the rise of uh, white nationalism and white supremacy in this country. OK. And if we look at just very quickly here, um, the New York Times had it. So the report came out late February, uh, February 20th, 2019. We see the New York Times had an article, over 1,000 hate groups are now active in the United States, civil rights group says, and uh, this was a study from the Southern Poverty Law Center that tracks hate groups, and they found that the number of hate groups in the United States rose for the fourth year in a row in 2018, and it was pushed to a record high by a toxic combination of political polarization, anti-immigrant sentiment, and technologies that help spread propaganda online, basically social media, okay? Apps, whether you're talking about Facebook, whether you're talking about Twitter, Instagram, uh, et cetera. And uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center stated this in in, uh, a study released in uh, late February, February 2019. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center said the number of hate groups rose by 7% in 2018 to 1,020, 1,020. And this was a 30% jump from 2014. That broadly echoes other worrying, worrying developments, including a 30% increase uh, in the number of hate crimes reported to the FBI from 2015 to 2017. So 2015, 2017, this is during the, this is during the presidential election. Uh, Donald Trump announces his uh, presidency. I think it was about June of two thousand and fifteen okay He immediately calls uh, undocumented immigrants and spe- specifically Mexicans, rapists and murderers and things like this okay and we see a uh, a thirty percent increase in the number of hate crimes reported to the FBI from two thousand and fifteen to two thousand and seventeen and a surge of right wing violence. That the anti-defamation that the uh, anti-defamation league said had killed at least 50 people in 2018 all right And then if we look at uh, we'll post a link to these articles here in the thread of the broadcast okay uh, over 1,000 hate groups are now active in United States civil rights group uh, civil rights group says this, this is from the New York Times February 20th 2019. Then uh, we see, the uh representative Ilian Omar, we see the death threats that she is getting. But also if we go back to November uh 21st, 2018, okay, nbcnews.com had a big article. In every tally of hate crimes, in every tally of hate crimes, blacks are the most frequent victims. Okay. In every tally of hate crimes, blacks are the most frequent victims. We'll come uh to some of your comments here in just a minute here. Everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. Now, I find it interesting that Donald Trump does not come out and fully condemn the rise of the hate crimes that are taking place, okay? And uh, let's see. So we look at this article here. Um, this is from NBCnews.com. And
1: uh, let me see where they
0: talk about it here. So in 2017, African-Americans comprised 30% of the nation's population. Uh, And 28 percent of all hate crime victims, according to a report released by the FBI in November 2018, as they were actually 14 percent of the population, we were actually 14 percent of the population in 2017. Um, As hate crimes against other groups have surged in the last three years, bias driven crimes directed at African-Americans have declined, but continue to outnumber any other form of hate crime. Okay, uh, the hate crimes report is the moment. the moment where we, as a country, have to say what's happened in the last couple of years. Said, um, I think this is Ben Chavis. Let me see here, K- uh, Cami Chavis. Okay, uh, Cami Chavis, who is a professor of law and director of the criminal justice uh, program at Wake Forest uh, University. Okay, the annual FBI hate crimes report remains important precisely because it clearly demonstrates what is actually happening in the United States. Okay, so a lot of people want to turn a blind eye to this. Then you had little Candace Owens at the um, at the House Judiciary uh, Committee uh, on uh, the House Judiciary Committee hearing dealing with. hate crimes and the rise of white nationalism, and she's going to sit there and tell uh, these lies about white nationalism. So since I have this information out, and I have the article here, we'll talk about this briefly uh, also. I want you to read this so you see the lies that um, Candace Owens is, is spreading. Now, it wasn't all her fault, because what happened was the, the the democrats convened the democrats are in control of the house of representatives thank god okay because all this stuff with trump will be much worse if republicans were in control of the house of representatives and uh, because see now democrats have subpoena power so i'm telling y'all right now go watch my broadcast from sunday night i'll be doing another one uh, sunday uh april 21st easter sunday uh, we did the african history network show uh, but we did it in this studio as opposed to 9:10 a.m. the superstation WFDF because the radio station was closed because of Easter. So I went through and broke down some of the Mueller report. Okay, so the Mueller report came out Thursday, April 18th, day before Good Friday. I'll be doing another broadcast dealing with it because I had to go get it printed up, um, and it's 448 pages. I had to go go to the printer and get it printed up as well. So when you support the African History Network with your donations, when you um, a lot of DVD lectures, things like this. This helps pay for things like that, okay? If you want to donate to the African History Network, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. You can donate there or at our our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, or if you have a PayPal account, send it to theahnshow at gmail.com through PayPal, and you can set it up for recurring donation if you want to also. Donate 10, 15, 25, 50, $100, what have you. It all helps. All right, so um, I, I, I broke down some of the Mueller report uh, on Sunday, and de- uh, on Sunday show, and it's deep. I'm still getting through it. I've read numerous articles uh, dealing with it. Okay, but this is going to lead to Trump's impeachment, especially with him ignoring subpoenas, especially with him directing. Uh, witnesses not to testify, especially with them, trying to block Don McGahn from testifying uh, in front of Congress as well, former White House counsel. Th- this, is going to, this is going to lead to Trump's impeach- impeachment. Trump is pushing the hand of Democrats to impeach him. And now this idiot says today that if the, if the Democrats try to impeach him, he'll go to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court has nothing to do with the impeachment process. Supreme Court has nothing to do with the impeachment process. That's that's based upon the article one and article two powers that Congress has based upon the U.S. Constitution. Okay, so he's just he's just lying. He's just pulling stuff out of the air and he's really, really scared. But this is going to lead to Democrats ultimately impeaching him. The the, the next step they should have are fact finding hearings. Uh, They've already said uh, they want to have uh, Mueller. Uh, come before Congress, uh, Attorney General William Barr, Don McGahn, former White House counsel. They need to interview the witnesses, have the American people actually hear from the witnesses exactly what happened, because most people are not going to read a 448-page report. Most Americans are not going to read the report, even though they should. Uh, and we'll post a link here to the, um, to the, uh, uh, the Mueller report also. Okay, We'll post the link here. Uh, it's a PDF. Uh, it's from NBCnews.com, all the news outlets they have, their, um, their Mueller Report link. and So you can read this yourself, okay? And uh, you can check this out. Let's see here. Uh, we'll post a link here. And it's a PDF, uh, so you can get through it uh, when you can, okay? Let me see here. Pull up this link. All right. Yeah, this is from NBCnews.com um read the text of the Mueller report how many people have started reading it it's deep it's deep it's it, and it does not exonerate trump at all um it, go watch the broadcast I, I don't have time to get deep into it now go watch the broadcast from sunday because i did two and a half hours and uh we talked about that in the third anniversary of the death of prince but but uh candace owens told five lies that that NewsOne.com breaks down uh, when she testified in front of Congress. Five times Candace Owens lied to Congress while testifying about white nationalism. okay? Candace Owens brought, now if you don't know Candace Owens, so this is the 29-year-old African-American Republican uh, who in 2016 was running a website that was attacking Donald Trump. Now she's the darling of the young black conservatives. Okay, the young and so a lot of white conservatives love Candace Owens because she doesn't want to deal with white supremacy and racism. She wants to basically say racism is over. She said that uh, she was never a slave. So racism doesn't exist. Uh, All types of nonsense. These are these are things that 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 a lot of right wing uh, people like to promote they don't want to deal with white supremacy and racism. They don't want to deal with books like this, How White Folks Got So Rich, The Untold Story of American White Supremacy, okay? They don't want to talk about reparations. They want to say all oh, that stuff is in the past, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with today, okay? So, uh, but they don't want to deal with how They don't want to deal with what racism really is, the maldistribution of scarce wealth, power, and resources. Racism is a system of advantage and privilege distributed based upon race, which comes out of the ideology of white supremacy. Okay? So they don't want to deal with any of that. But number one, um, white nationalist hate crimes are not on the rise, she claimed. That's not true. Uh, quote, the hearing today is not about white nationalism or hate crimes, it's about fear mongering power and control, Candace Owens said uh, in, in her congressional testimony. Quote, the goal here is to scare blacks, Hispanics, gays and Muslims, helping Democrats censor dissenting opinions, helping them uh, regain control. Uh, lie, lie, lie number two, the term white nationalism has no real meaning. Now, uh, news1.com goes, uh, uh, quote, uh, white supremacy, racism, white nationalism, words that once held real meaning have now become nothing more than election strategies, end quote, she said. No, they still have real meaning also. She may not know the meaning of them, but they still have real meaning. Line number three, the Southern strategy is a myth. The Southern strategy is a myth. Now, Candace Owens claimed that Black Republicans are mistreated by their democratic counterparts for having, quote, the audacity to think for themselves and become educated about history and the myth of things, like the Southern strategy, which never happened, end quote. She says it never happened, that's not true. One, what history books has she read? I I would like for her to tell me what history books has she read, okay? Two, go back and watch uh, one of my previous broadcasts. I forgot exactly when I did it. I think I'm gonna have to do it again. I did an extensive broadcast dealing with the history of how and why African Americans switched from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. How and why African Americans switched from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. Okay, I did the extensive broadcast uh on my show so if you, if you go um our Facebook fan page the African History Network, the African History Network um Just click on videos and go back and watch the videos there, but also on our YouTube channels. It's easier on our YouTube channel. Michael Mhotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P, on our YouTube channel. And uh, look for that video, Okay, I I did one dealing with uh, the history of why African-Americans switched from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. It was not because of the Civil Civil Rights Act of 1964 or the Voting Rights Act of 1965 people like to say that, that comes from a poor understanding of history. By 1960, two-thirds of African Americans had already switched over to the uh, Democratic Party by 1960. This goes back to 1928, and uh, Herbert Hoover, who was the Republican candidate uh, for president, and he he and the Republicans instituted what was called the Lily White Movement, the Lily white movement. This was the movement to push African Americans out of the Republican Party and ignore the needs and concerns and issues pertaining to African Americans. You had a rise of the Ku Klux Klan uh, taking place in the the 1920s, going back to February 8th, 1915, when the movie The Birth of a Nation comes out. You had a rise in the Ku Klux Klan. You had a rise in, in hate crimes and things like this against us, just like today. Just like today, you had a rise in in all of this taking place and the the Republican Party started to ignore those issues. They wanted to appeal to uh, Southern voters to win the presidency. And this was a Southern strategy implemented in 1928. So she's saying the Southern strategy is a myth. She's a lie. She's lying. That's not true. Okay, Um, and. Herbert Hoover was running against Al Smith. Al Smith was a Northern Democrat. So you had the uh, Southern Democrats like the Dixiecrats. He was a Northern Democrat, okay? And what happened was Herbert Hoover becomes president. Then you're gonna have the uh, uh, Great Depression, 1929. Because Herbert Hoover uh, falters in handling the Great Depression, this is gonna bring President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he's going to win the presidency after um, Herbert Hoover. Okay, about the election, nineteen thirty-two, right around there. But African Americans are going to start slowly leaving the uh, Republican Party, going to the Democratic Party, and they like uh, Roosevelt and his wife uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay, they were still leery of the Democratic Party, but the Democratic Party was more receptive to them. And in 1947, for the presidency, for the um, uh, presidential race, in 1947, the Democratic Party uh, introduced a more pro civil rights platform, which was more appealing to African Americans because we were being pushed out of the Republican Party. Okay, and over time, is we're going to continue to uh, move over to the uh, to the Democratic Party, so. I, I did an extensive uh, broadcast dealing with this. Go watch that, and we'll, I'll probably do it, do it again, the whole thing all over. Because, um, unfortunately, we don't understand history. America, number one, is not just African-Americans. Americans are woefully ignorant of history. And if you watch some of my broadcasts, I talk about how if we're ever going to get reparations, um, America needs a massive history lesson to understand how the Uh, actions of the past directly impact the conditions of Americans today. Okay. So America needs a massive history lesson, but this ties, but understanding history ties directly into this, uh, Southern, uh, Southern strategy. Okay. All right. We'll come to some of your comments here in just a minute. Uh, we have Juanita. Uh, okay. Okay. Anita D. will come to you also. African American business owners, post the name of your business here in the thread of the broadcast. I'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network uh, also, and I'll let you know where I'll be speaking. Uh, I'm speaking May 11th in uh, Detroit at 111 Kirby Street. The uh, International Institute. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about that also. Okay, how's everybody doing today?
1: Uh, let me pull that information up. Where I'll where I will be speaking um, in
0: Detroit. Okay, yes, yeah, so a pre-Mother's Day uh, African Ball, 111 East Kirby Street in Detroit, 6 p.m. Saturday, May 11th, and I'll be I'll be dealing with uh, ancient Africans in America and also great African women in history. All right, but we'll get that information on our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay, now back to the southern strategy okay um of course the southern strategy is a very real thing news1.com goes on to say uh that has that has been documented millions of times over and was described by history.com as quote the republican party's successful plan of getting the white southern population to shift their views from democratic to republican okay now, History.com is the official website of the History Channel, and they're talking about the Southern Strategy, but we see that going back to 1928, okay, with Herbert Hoover, the Republicans, and the Lily White Movement, all right? This is story. Okay, so number four, lie number four that Candace Owens told, the KKK is only a phenomenon on the left. The KKK is only uh, a phenomenon on the left. Now, now, can't see, people love to say, okay, well, you know, Democrats started the Ku Klux Klan. Well, that's true. December 24, 1865 in Pulaski, Tennessee, um, you had members of the Democratic Party. Now, it wasn't the Democratic Party that created the Ku Klux Klan, but members of the Democratic Party created the Ku Klux Klan. This was about a week or so after the 13th Amendment was ratified. It was ratified December eighteenth, 1865. It was passed. December, I'm sorry, it was adopted December 18th, 1865. It was ratified December 6, 1865. This is what legally frees the 4 million enslaved Africans, the 13th Amendment, 13th, 13th Amendment, all right? Now, um, but you're going to have, uh, over time, you're going to have Republicans become members of the KKK also, okay? And we also have to keep in mind Because of the Civil Rights Act of 64, the Voting Rights Act of 65, affirmative action, which was Executive Order 11246, signed in September of 1965 by President uh, Lyndon Johnson, right? Those, uh, the majority of those Southern Dixiecrats, Democrats, those obstructionist Democrats, the ones that were filibustering, had a 75-day filibuster of the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964, they're going to largely leave the Democratic Party and where did they go? They go to the Republican Party where they are there today with Candace Owens. So this is what a lot of people don't want to talk about. You had a shift in the the people of the parties because of these civil rights acts. So when you look at Strom Thurmond, Strom Thurmond, was a Southern Democrat. He was a Dixiecrat. He ran for president in 1948 and lost. He ran as a Dixiecrat. He lost. Strom Thurman leaves the Democratic Party because of the Civil Rights Act of 64 and the Voting Rights Act of 65. He goes to the Republican Party where he ended up dying. He, he, he was a senator into his 90s. Republican senator into his 90s, but he used to be a Democrat. okay? So this is what this is what people don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about where these obstructionists. Dixiecrats, that Malcolm X called them. Where did they go after the Civil Rights Act of 64 and the Voting Rights Act of 65, Housing Act of 68? Where did they go? They went to the Republican Party where they still are today. So uh, the KKK is only a phenomenon on the left. That's not true. So Candace Owens made her latest incorrect reference to the KKK during her testimony falsely insisting that the notorious hate group was a democratic organization. Now politifact.com last year shot down that lie. That's also been perpetuated by the likes of Donald Trump. However, quote, historians generally agree that KKK was founded by a handful of, of Confederate veterans in Pulaski, Tennessee, as a social fraternity. And it quickly changed into a violent group that terrorized newly empowered blacks and, and, and white Republicans in the South, end quote, okay? So check that out as well. That, goes, that deals with the history of uh, the KKK. And when you study the, the, you study the Ku Klux Klan, they were, um, they were killing white Republicans. They were killing Jews also the Klan. You studied the history of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, the majority of the people they were killing, of course, were African-Americans, specifically African-American men, but they were also killing white Republicans as well. Um, so we, so we have to study that history also. And then she said the Russian collusion, she said, she said the Russian collusion hoax, the Russian collusion hoax. Now these are talking points that she got from Donald Trump most likely. All right. Um, so that's a lie, also. Okay, we they talked about the uh, if you read the Mueller report, uh, the first section deals with the Russian intervention into the 2016 campaign. The second, uh, so it's volume one, volume two. the Second volume deals with uh, obstruction of justice. Mueller laid out at least 10 instances where Trump was engaged in obstruction of justice, and he's basically leaving this up to Congress because he's operating based upon the, um, the policy or the memo of the Office of Legal Counsel, the OLC, which states that a sitting president cannot be indicted. but However, a sitting president can be impeached by Congress. So Mueller, in the, in the report, he's basically saying he was leaving this up to Congress to decide what to do with Trump. He doesn't have the authority or the power to indict a sitting president. Okay, uh, under the OLC, now the OLC is not law, okay the, 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 under the OLC memo, that is not law. it has it, it, it has not been uh, uh, litigated. It hasn't gone before the Supreme Court, uh, but he but Mueller was following the policy of the Department of Justice with that. There's nothing in the u s. Constitution saying that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Or charged with a criminal act. There's nothing in the U.S. Constitution saying that. Okay. Uh, however, Congress, the House of Representatives, has impeachment power based upon Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, specifically Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. All right, so we'll post this link here also, five times Candace Owens lied to Congress while testifying about white nationalism. All right. Let's look at some of your comments here. Um, okay, we have Jeffrey, we have Roderick, Amen, my brother Lorenda, I agree with that. She said, I second that emotion. All right, if you feel like giving me a lifetime of devotion, I second that emotion. All right, Erica said, uh, greetings, beautiful uh, minds. Okay, how you doing, Erica? The dragon got its tail on it, all in its mouth. John Mike Anthony said, Uh, Who else we have here? Pamela. Okay. They know the truth. The truth is no one is superior, but uh, there is a chosen nation. Okay. Interesting. All right. All
1: right. Um, Who else we have here? Okay.
0: Jefferson, excellent point. Uh, Races are an invasive weed that can overtake any structure, political, social, economic, America must be ever vigilant in rooting uh, out hate and ignorance every generation that's true and, th- and this is why America has to have a massive history lesson. You've heard me talk of I'll be doing a, a broadcast coming up soon dealing uh another one dealing with how um the history of slavery and also the history of civil rights is, is incorrectly taught in our schools. But people should download this study from the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, Teaching Hard History of American Slavery. This is one I took to the printer and got printed up as well, right? That's why it looks like this, okay? Teaching Hard History of American Slavery. Teaching Hard History of American Slavery. So this is a 52-page study from the Southern Poverty Law Center that, that details how the history of slavery Is incorrectly being taught in our schools across the country, American schools, not just schools where African Americans go, uh, but in our schools across the country, and it deals with the wide-ranging negative impact that this has. Lack of understanding of history, understanding polities, understanding the plight, conditions of African Americans, et cetera, and they they did a survey of 1,000 high school seniors and about 1,700 social studies teachers, and of 1,000 high school seniors, only eight percent knew. That slavery was the central reason why the Civil War was fought. Only 8%, okay, out of 1,000, only 8% of high school seniors knew that the central reason why the Civil War was fought was uh, because of slavery, all right? So, what does that mean? Number one, that means their parents didn't teach them, okay? Number two, that means the schools did, did not teach them, okay? So, these are gonna be people who are gonna grow up to be police officers, they're gonna grow up to be prosecuting attorneys, they'll grow up to be judges, uh, hiring managers, uh, uh, marketing directors, doctors, uh, all different types of professions. What happens when they go throughout life and that is not corrected? What happens when that misunderstanding of history is not corrected? When they looked at, when they asked them about the, um, what actually freed the enslaved Africans, okay? Uh, 68% did not know that it took a constitutional amendment to formally end slavery. 68% of high school seniors did not know it took a constitutional amendment to formally end slavery. About 34% thought it was the um, Emancipation Proclamation, January 1st, 1863, which it was not. It was the 13th Amendment. Okay? So this has a wide-ranging negative impact. And this this influences the way people vote, this influences the policies they support, the politicians they put in office, okay? And we understand politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth, power, and resources, and the writing of laws, statutes, ordinances, amendments, and treaties, their adoption, interpretation, and enforcement. This is what politics is. Um, I teach online courses, you can register for, uh, we have a 10-course online bundle pack. You get 10 of my online courses on demand. Watch at your own pace. Watch from around the world. It's on sale, $40, regularly $130. It includes a 14-hour, seven-session online course that I've done called Ancient Egypt, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, What They Didn't Teach You in School. Ancient Kemet, one of the original names for Egypt. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, What They, did teach, what they Didn't Teach You in School. So that's a 14-hour, seven-session online course. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have video clips, uh, reference articles, book references. I deal with thousands of years of history, okay? So you can uh, register for that. That's, uh, and it also includes Great African Women in History, the Mothers of Civilization, uh, and some other presentations I've done as well. All right, so we have uh, Kim. Okay, how are you doing, Kim? Uh, Jeffrey said, thank you for telling the truth. All right, thanks, Jeffrey. Natasha. So uh, what would be the articles of impeachment? Uh, one would be uh violation of the emoluments clause, Article One, Section 9 of the U.S. Constitution, dealing with uh, receiving something of value from foreign governments. Uh, and that deals with this hotel in Washington, D.C. Uh, ab- ab- obstruction of justice would be one. Abuse of power would be another one. Uh, there there are a number <laughs> dealing with uh, um, there are a number of articles of impeachment dealing with trump and this is going to what trump is doing now is going to lead to his impeachment this is what's going to happen um Democrats they they are going to be forced to impeach him and the reason why you need the fact finding hearings is so that Americans can actually hear the evidence. They're not going to read the Mueller report, the majority of them. They actually need to hear the evidence come out. And this is the same thing that happened with um, uh, President Nixon, okay? There were hearings that took place with Nixon where all the facts came out. White House counsel John Dean testified, other ones uh, John Ehrlichman and Uh, and they testified and this changed the tide, this changed people's opinion. People have to remember, Nixon was reelected in November of 1973. He was reelected in a landslide reelection. He was very popular. Most Americans were totally against impeachment, okay? But because of the Nixon hearings, and then the Nixon tapes came out, but really the hearings, the hearings went on for months. These hearings don't have to go on for months. They can go on for one or two months, that's about it. That's all you need. But the Nixon hearings went on for months, but but when Americans were able to hear the evidence, and it started basically with White House Counsel John Dean, which was really the turning point. They were able to hear the evidence. It it, it changed their opinion on Nixon, and then they became in favor of impeachment. It changed, uh, and and because uh, Republican senators saw the evidence, They went to Nixon and said, you have to resign. They said, if it goes to a vote in the Senate, you're going to be found guilty. We've seen the evidence. And Nixon resigned August 9th, 1974. He was forced to resign from office. Okay, so uh, Jill Weinbakes, who's a a former White House prosecutor, who's a former Watergate prosecutor, she's talked about this uh, the past few days on MSNBC, and there have been others who've talked about this as well. This is exactly what happened during Watergate. Nick Ackerman... Is um on MSNBC as well. He's a uh contributor on MSNBC. I guess you call him he's a guest oftentimes. And he's a former white uh Watergate prosecutor as well. But that is huge. That makes a huge difference. Okay. We'll post this link here. She was on the 11th hour uh Brian Williams show April 19th, uh talking about this. And uh, the past few days, uh, you know a lot of the comparisons have been made to Watergate. Now, when we talk about Watergate very quickly, it's important to, to remember. The Watergate break-in was discovered by a 24-year-old security guard named Frank Wills, who just happens to be African-American, or happened to be African-American, because he died at age 52. Frank Wills was the one who discovered the Watergate break-in. This was a black man. He was a security guard at the Watergate building, and <clears throat> 99.9% of the time when they talk about Watergate on the news, whether CNN, MSNBC, Fox, they don't say who actually discovered the break-in. So Carl Bernstein, Bob Woodard, um, you know, Jill Weinbase, Nick Ackerman, the prosecutors, all of them, they'll talk about it. They'll get the accolades. But what happened was, Frank Wills was doing his rounds as a security guard in the Watergate building. And he's going checking the doors, checking to make sure all the doors are locked. He comes across one door and he opens it and there's tape on the door jamb. So he's like, you know, this is strange. So he takes the tape off, he closes the door, checks and makes sure it's locked. He goes and makes his rounds. And later, he comes back around to the same door. He checks the door again and takes back on the door. He calls the police. The police come. They catch the Watergate burglars in the act. They catch them in the, in the office, okay? So th- it was an African-American man who was the one who discovered the Watergate break-in, Frank Wills. But his name, 99% of the time, is not mentioned. This brother died 52 years old. He died broke. Now you have white men who went to prison because of Watergate, came out, got radio shows, wrote, had book deals. You know, wrote a book, went on the uh, the lecture uh, the, the, uh, the 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 uh, lecture circuit, things like this, and made money. This brother was the one who discovered the break-in. He died broke. Uh, if we look at the obit- if we look at the uh, obituary with Frank Wills. New York Times had the obituary. I think this is it
1: here. Yeah. Frank Wills,
0: 52, watchman foiled Watergate break in. Okay. September of 2000, he died. This uh, this obituary or this article is from September 29th, 2000, New York Times. This is about Frank Wills. Frank Wills, the night watchman who discovered the 1972 Watergate burglary. Which ultimately led to President Richard Nixon's resignation died on Wednesday, so if it had not been for this brother, Nixon probably would not have resigned from office. But you have people I like Joe Weinbanks, don't get me wrong, I like Nick Ackerman, but I never heard these people mention Frank will's name, and he's the reason why they were able to do what they did with Watergate. He's the one that discovered it so. He, he was 52 years old when he passed away, and he lived in North Augusta, South Carolina. Frank Wills had struggled with celebrity and joblessness after being hailed as a hero. He died at a university hospital in Augusta, Georgia. Friends told the Augusta Chronicle that he had suffered from a brain tumor. Now, Frank Wills was a 24-year-old security guard at the Watergate office building in Washington, D.C., and was working the midnight shift on June 17, 1972. He discovered tape over a lock on a basement door and thinking some worker had left it uh, to make it easier to get in and out, he removed it. On another inspection round, he found the lock, the lock taped over again and called the police. They locked the doors, turned off the elevators, and started checking darkened offices about 2 a.m. at the sixth floor headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. They found five men Bernard L. Baker, uh, uh, Virgilio Gonzalez, uh, Eugenio uh, Martinez, James McCoy Jr., and Frank Sturgis. Okay, now, as Frank Wills put it in a 1997 interview with the Florida Times Union. He said, quote, when we turn the lights on, one person, then two persons, then three persons came out uh, and on down the line, all right? The five men were arrested for what Ronald L. Ziegler, Ziegler Uh, uh, Richard Nixon's press secretary, tried to dismiss as a third-rate burglary. But see, Nixon was forced to resign not because of the Watergate burglary, but because of the cover-up. This is what happened. Nixon tried to use the CIA to get the FBI to back off of the Watergate investigation. This is why the first charge, this is why the first article of impeachment was obstruction of justice. It wasn't the crime, it was the cover-up. This is why we have to really go and study Watergate, because this stuff is repeating itself with Nixon. It, I mean, with Trump, it's, it's like twenty times worse with Trump. All right, so um, read this article. This is from New York Times. See, a lot of people don't understand this history. All right, and you know, okay, let's see uh, what I leave off. All right, so the White House saw, uh, White House saw to their being paid hush money. Uh, but the, the burglars being paid hush money. But after the men were convicted before John, uh, before Judge J. Uh, Sarica, uh, Sarica, the next January, uh, Mr. McCord began talking to prosecutors and told them that Nixon's campaign committee, the committee for the re-election of the president, okay, also known as CREEP, Co- committee for the re-election of the president, had been behind the burglary. All right. Now, when White House tapes made it clear that Nixon had play, played a central role in the cover up, it wasn't. It, see, it, it, from, from, from my research on this and, and from hearing experts talk about this, there was no evidence that Nixon himself ordered the burglar. OK, but Nixon was involved in the cover up of what was taking place. Nixon tried to use the CIA to get the FBI to back off of the investigation. Similarly to how um, Trump tried to get FBI Director James Comey to uh, uh, back off the investigation into the uh, uh, coordination between the Trump campaign and the Trump transition team and Russia. Okay, or when he tried to get uh uh Comey to back off of Lieutenant
1: General Michael Flynn, that's obstruction of justice
0: all right, so when White House tapes made it clear that Richard Nixon had played a central role in the cover up effort and he and and he was faced with impeachment and conviction, he resigned on August 9th, 1974 all right i'm going to post this uh link here to this article this is from uh the new york times and this deals with frank Wells, uh watergate watchman dies at age 52 all right he he passed away in 2000 all right and he, he
1: he basically died destitute
0: okay so check out that article uh Frank Wills 52 Watchman Ford Watergate break-in. Sometimes when I talk about this, man, I get emotional dealing with, dealing with Frank Wills. Because all people went to prison and came out and had a better life than he did, and he was the hero. Okay, uh Robin Cooper said, this is interesting. I have to go back and research the Nixon investigation and trial. Go to history.com, because uh, I've talked about this on my Sunday night show uh, in the past a lot. Go to history.com. I also talked about the impeachment of Bill Clinton, December 19th, 1998, and and, and how that came out of the uh, Whitewater real estate deal investigation. And, and Ken Starr, the uh, special, uh, I forgot his exact title, special prosecutor, what have you. But out of that, out of the Whitewater real estate investigation, Ken Starr finds out about an alleged affair between Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. This is how that came about. Okay, that led to his impeachment. Now he's going to—he was um, acquitted in the Senate, but that led to his impeachment, and he perjured himself uh, during the deposition. He perjured himself during the deposition as well. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Okay, so
1: <laughs> all right. Okay, Robin, how you doing, Robin? Who else we have here? Okay, Jeff. Okay, has to go.
0: Do you believe Trump would resign? I think Trump, oh, I've said this before. I I said this going back to January of 2017. I still maintain it. Trump is going, going to be forced to resign from office. If you look at the news today, Deutsche Bank has started turning over financial records of Trump over to Letitia James, over to her office, Attorney General in New York. You have so many investigations taking place into into the Trump administration, the Trump campaign, the Trump inauguration, and his businesses. And, and they are going to be more coming. All they're doing is following the evidence. They're following the money. They're following the evidence. There are going to be more investigations, okay? Then you're going to have the fact-finding hearings that Congress is going to have, Democrats in the House of Representatives. That's going to lead to impeachment. It's going to lead to articles of impeachment being drawn up. All right. So it's going to get so hot, he's going to be forced to resign from office. And also, if you read the Mueller report, there were there are 12, there are 12 additional criminal um, cases that are that Mueller handed off to the Southern District of New York, uh US attorneys there and I think US attorneys in Washington D.C. So there're 12 other criminal cases and we don't know what those criminal cases are.
1: You have that out there as well.
0: So this is deep, okay? Uh let me go back to the original article, make sure I got everything there did with uh uh, Cicely Hughes, who was, uh, the victim of flying while black and, um, called racial slurs as well. Okay. I got all of that. All right. So African-American business owners, hey, post the name of the business of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. Email us at customer service at com. We'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Um. We we take your thirty second to sixty second commercial we put into the audio podcast of our shows we're on eight different podcast platforms and uh, each episode uh, is listened to by thousands of uh, people we're on Stitcher iTunes Castbox FM Player TuneIn uh, Blog Talk Radio a number of different platforms also we're, uh, we'll announce your business here on our live broadcasts as well that I do throughout the week. And they, the broad, these broadcasts that I do here, they're on our Facebook fan page. They're also on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel, I-M-H-O-T-E-P on YouTube. So you get exposure here on Facebook. You get exposure on YouTube as well. We have a special promotion going on for a couple more days. We have a few more advertising spots left. We just brought on two new advertisers. You get three months for the price of one, three months for the price of one. So, email us at customer service at African History Customer service at African History <clears throat> So, our first new advertiser, we have the Profit Room. Now, profitroom.com is a stock market trading and education company that has mentorship programs that are designed for beginners. They teach individuals how to create generational wealth through trading and investing in the financial markets. Now, blacknews.com had a good article about um, uh, this team here, uh, theprofitroom.com. They had that in uh, 2018. You've seen, we posted that article uh, a a few times here on our Facebook fan page, uh, the African History Network. Uh, They deal with uh, educating you on stocks, options, futures, forex, Uh, their specialty is dealing with day trading and one-on-one mentorship. And uh, their uh, their priority is dealing with capital preservation and risk management. This is their website: theprofitroom.com. The Com. Also, we have Dark Magentas. Now, Mother's Day is coming up. You want to get something for that special woman in your life, or ladies, you may want to get something for yourself. Now, Dark Magenta specializes in creating home spa products based on nature's healing and soothing properties. Dark Magenta carries essential oil and cannabidiol-infused bath bombs, shower steamers, sugar scrubs, and soaps. They include oils and herbs such as lavender, rosemary, eucalyptus, sage, cedarwood, oatmeal, shea butter, uh, uh, cannabidiol, and more. They also carry oil diffusers and 100% pure essential oils. To indulge in the treats for the body and the mind, visit darkmagentas.com, darkmagentas.com, M-A-G-E-N-T-A-S. Okay. All right, let's go back to uh, some of your comments here. And also, if you like this type of information, you can donate to the African History Network, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, um, or at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com also. This helps us to, uh, the, the donations, buying the DVDs, all that. That helps us to keep doing the research, stay on the air, finance the radio show, uh, pay the bills, et cetera, okay? All right, let's see. Okay, so Jeffrey, do you believe Trump will resign? Yes, Trump is, like I said, Trump is going to be forced to resign from office just like Richard Nixon. I've said that going back to January 2017, and, the, and this is falling in line with what I said was going to happen. So I, I firmly believe Trump is going to be forced to resign from office. We still need to vote in the, 28, in the 2020 election though also. Okay, Robin said, wow. This is interesting. I have to go back and research Nixon Watergate. Uh, who else we have? Okay, Dean McHale. Um, Barry, when are you going to release the history course? Now, which history course? Uh, I posted the link here, Barry, for the online, um, the online courses I teach. We have them in a 10-course online bundle pack. I'll uh, post the link again here, and it's also on the homepage of our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. It's on sale, $40, regularly $130. We have a a special promotion for limited time only. But I just posted the link again, so you can uh, click there. You can can watch around the world once you register for it. Watch around the world. They're all on demand. Watch it at your own pace, okay? Uh, Also, we have an eight DVD uh, bundle pack, the Africans that were here before Columbus, the Africans that were here before Columbus. This is a uh, eight DVD bundle pack and includes uh, some of my lectures, and one I did with Professor Kaba Kamene, Booker T. Coleman, who's in the Hidden Colors documentaries. And this deals with um, the African connection, Africa, Mexico, and the Mississippi Valley. So this deals with the ancient African presence in the Americas and including this land. And I deal with the media's deliberate destruction of the African-American family. Um, also, it includes a double lecture I did with Dr. David M. Hotep, who wrote the book The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. He wrote this book here, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. This deals with the African presence in this country that goes back at least 51,000, several hundred years ago. Documented evidence, this book has 713 footnotes. Um, it also includes a uh, lecture that uh, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema did, who wrote the book uh, they came before Columbus, and some other lectures in there as well. Okay, that's the Africans that were here before Columbus. It's a uh, eight DVD bundle pack. All right, so let me know. Uh, let me know if you, make sure you got the link, Barry, uh, that you asked about. Who else we have here before we get
1: out of here? All right.
0: Okay, so. This is a, uh, once again, this is an example of how history is in the headlines, how history is in the headlines. So we see, we deal with Trump, we deal with Watergate, this ties into history. We see the hearings that take place, the hearings that are with white nationalism and racism in the House Judiciary Committee. This ties into, uh, uh, that ties into uh, the Southern strategy, ties into the history dealing with uh why African Americans switch from the uh Republican Party to the Democratic Party, et cetera. All this deals with history. <clears throat> uh, and, and why is history so important? Well, people's history and culture gives them their VIPs, it gives them their values, their interests, and their principles. This influences their economic empowerment and their political empowerment. Okay. Um, it, it's your, you know, what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself, what you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself, what you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard and seen about yourself. So this is why African Americans studying our history is so important, why we have to reclaim our history and culture. That gives us our foundation, that gives us our values, our interests and our principles And that has largely been taken away from us, okay? And then if we understand that um, a people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past in the present and the future to meet the needs of the community. This is why history is so important. A people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past in the present and the future
1: to meet the needs of the community. All right. Let's see, and I have to let you know where I'll be speaking on uh, May 11th also. Um, Let's see, Queen Mother
0: Ocean Dara, who's organizing this event, sent me the flyer. So this is a pre-Mother's Day African Ball, pre-Mother's Day African Ball, Saturday, May 11th, 2019, 6 p.m., until uh, I'm not sure what time is we probably 9 p.m. something like that. Dinner served at 7 p.m. is at the International Institute, 111 East Kirby Street, in Detroit. There'll be dinner, dancing, African and vegetarian foods included, cultural dancers and drummers, African attire, um, and prizes for best uh, best outfit, best attire. Um, there'll be musical performances by the um, by boye and the Odoo Afrobeat Orchestra, and presentation by myself, Michael M. Hotep, host of the African History Network show, founder of the African History Network. I'll deal with uh, ancient Africans in America. Tickets are $40. That includes dinner. And for ticket information, call 313-717-5578, 313-717-5578, or 313-603-1340. 3136031340 okay and we'll post the uh, we'll post the phone number here also and we have to get this up on our website as well africanhistorynetwork.com all right i, I was talking about deutsche bank now if you've been listening to my shows going back to like 2016 and uh the podcast of our shows are at africanhistorynetwork.com africanhistorynetwork.com click on the uh Link on the home page that says "Listen to Podcasts" or wherever you get your podcasts from. Search for the African History Network Show. I was talking about Deutsche Bank going back to 2016. Donald Trump owes Deutsche Bank about 300 million dollars. So the dot has an article uh, from uh, April 24, 2019. Deutsche Bank starts turning over Trump financial records to New York uh, to New York officials. Okay, Deutsche Bank. Starts turning over Trump financial records to New York officials. So in the article it says um, Deutsche Bank has reportedly started turning over President Trump's financial doc documents to the New York State Attorney General's office, according to reports, CNN, um, and um, looks like a French. Uh, a, a French news outlet, each reported the development Wednesday, citing anonymous sources. Uh, the Attorney General's uh, Office, hold on, the Attorney General's Office earlier this year, uh, subpoenaed the bank for records on loans made to Donald Trump for several of his business projects. This is something, now, when Michael Cohen testified, Michael Cohen testified, remember, He said that Donald Trump would often inflate the value of his properties and inflate his wealth, et cetera, right, on on loan applications, but then deflate the value of those properties, et cetera, when it came time to pay taxes. This is something that Michael Cohen testified to, and you have democrats on on these various committees with these investigations they're following the evidence coin turned over all types of documents to them so they're following the evidence
1: all right okay so let me uh let me continue with this
0: just a second here all right so cnn reported that deutsche bank is turning over documents related to the trump international hotel in Washington D.C., that's the Trump—that's the hotel I talked about. He's in violation of Article One, Section Nine of the U.S. Constitution, the Monument Clause. This is the Trump. Uh, so the Trump International Hotel in Washington D.C., the Trump International Hotel and Tower in Chicago, the Trump National Durale, Durale, uh Miami Resort, and Trump's unsuccessful attempts to buy the NFL Buffalo Bills the NFL team, the Buffalo bills, Michael Coyne testified, he talked about how Trump inflated his wealth when it came time to fill out the application to, uh, apply to buy the Buffalo bills. Now the AFP report did not specify which documents the bank was beginning to give officials. A spoke, a spokesperson for Deutsche bank told, um, AFP that the bank is cooperating with the investigation, but did not comment further. Uh, quote, we remain committed to cooperating with authorized investigations. End quote. The spokesperson said Deutsche Bank declined comments to uh, theheal.com. The Trump Organization and the New York uh, state, uh, state, Attorney, state Attorney General's Office each did not immediately return requests for comment to the Heal. The New York State Attorney General's office reportedly issued the subpoena to Deutsche Bank in March of 2019 seeking documents pertaining to several of Trump's projects and his effort to buy the uh, Buffalo Bills. The New York Times uh, reported in March of 2019 that the subpoena requested loan applications, uh, that the subpoena requested loan applications, mortgages, and lines of credit. Separately, House Democrats subpoenaed the bank earlier this month, uh, seeking information about Trump's finances. The New York Times has previously reported that the bank issued more than $2 billion in loans to Trump over the years, including during periods when his businesses struggled to get loans from other financial institutions. Also, the report came out that despite the fact that Trump was lying on the loan applications to Deutsche Bank, they still loaned him money as well. Okay, so check out this article here. This is from April 24, 2019. Deutsche Bank starts turning over Trump financial records to New York officials. So the investigations are not going to slow down. They're gonna be like baby's kids. Baby's kids. They're not gonna die. They're gonna multiply. They're gonna be more investigations launched as they get deeper and start following the money. They follow the lies, follow the documents. They're gonna
1: be more investigations.
0: All right, D. Michael Brown. Yes, this is Michael M. Hotel, I'm the founder of the African History Network. This is my fan page. Uh, Willie, have you been or are you ever coming to Houston? Now, I've been to Houston, Texas. If you want me to come to Houston, if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, anybody email me at customer service at African Customer service at African Okay. If you want me to do a presentation for a group or, group or organization, and uh, we can make it happen. I've been to Houston. I don't think I've spoken in Houston, Texas, but I've been to Houston. I speak in uh, Atlanta a few times a year. I'll be in Atlanta. should be in Atlanta in June for the big Juneteenth celebration that Bob Johnson does. I was there last uh, there in 2018, spoke there, 2018. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm always in Atlanta the third weekend of July for the Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Education Expo. So visit liberatedmindsexpo.com. Uh, liberated Minds Expo.com. That's uh, the Liberated Minds uh, uh, Home School and Education Expo. So I'm, usually, I'm a speaker there and a vendor. That's always the third weekend in July. Okay. All right, Willie. And once again, if you like this type of information, uh, you want to support the African History Network, uh, you can donate paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the 8 show or at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can set up for a recurring donation if you like also. And it helps to help uh, support the African History Network, finance the research. All right, so we'll be on Sunday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be back in the studios at 9, 10 a.m. The Superstation, WFDF. Uh, and this month, we are celebrating our third year anniversary of broadcasting that show on 910 AM, the Superstation WFDF. Been doing the show nine years in total. So at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, when you click on uh, listen to podcasts, we have over 900 podcasts there, not over 900 audio podcasts going back to 2010. All right, hey, look, we have to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent. Throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now is corrects wrong behaviors, it's not over till we win, or kind of forever. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.